Sean may be the only one that has not um, has not run the, the um, that has not finished the race. All the other rookies, uh, it looks like they are first timers. What about Quince Mountain? Quince Mountain uh, is withdrawn. Oh. So Quince Mountain withdrew yesterday, and he would have been one of those rookies that hadn't finished. All rookies must attend a mandatory rookie meeting in December before the race. Normally, it's up in Alaska. What was different about this year's meeting? Uh, what's different about this year? Is this Kaylee? <laughs> Callie. <laughs> Callie, I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, Callie, let me, let me explain to you. Um, we had to sit down with the, with the rookies this year and have a conversation about a new race route. So this is something that's never happened in the Iditarod before. Every one of these rookies, as well as veterans, are running a race route for the very first time. Even though it's a loop and it goes up to Iditarod, circles back around uh, flat, uh, which is about seven miles from Iditarod, and then, and then goes back, then ties back into the road to go back down. This has never happened before. Uh, it's the first time that all of these mushers will have to uh, traverse the, uh, the, you know, all of the different legendary, iconic uh, uh, places in the Alaska range, like Dalzell Gorge, the Happy River Steps, um, those kinds of iconic uh, uh, <laughs> trail, trailheads are difficult, to say the least. They're going to have to go up the trail, and then they're going to have to go back down the trail. Going down the trail is going to be interesting because we, the way we explained it to our rookies, many of our rookies have been have been training in South Central Alaska. Many of them have working in kennels or have kennels that are that are in and around, you know, the uh, the Alaska range. And so, for many of these dogs that are running this race. They're going to know that they're headed home at some point in the race. And that creates a unique uh, challenge for mushers who are trying to maintain a certain rhythm with their team, even when they're coming home. Many of these mushers, you know, many of these mushers are, are, uh, are well-seasoned well mushers. They have run a number of different races, just never the identified. For the people listening at home, what takes place at the rookie meeting? What took place at the rookie meeting? Yes. We, we started out just having an overview of what their, uh, what their responsibilities and accountabilities are on the trail. That, that includes, you know, um, uh, canine husbandry. That includes all kinds of different elements. Uh, Dr. Stu Nelson as a as a uh, as a lecture that is approximately 45 minutes long that goes over every element that these these rookies need to be honed in on during their race and and he talks a lot about how to keep your team uh, at maximum energy by by maintaining a a, a clear run rest ratio that allows for the team to get plenty of rest and an opportunity to get plenty of run. So, um, so that that's part of it. Logistics-wise, uh, 
Mark Nordman, who's our race director, race marshal, along with with uh, uh, Spencer Poppy and Joe Meyer, uh, do all of the logistics for the race. Spencer heads up the team that is uh, that breaks trail and and clears trail before the race starts. His team, he talked about about you need to learn or know more about certain areas on the trail this year that could be uh, could be you know. Uh, difficult at best. And so, uh, and then Joe Meyer, who is also logistics, he talks basically to what they need to know about getting their drop bags ready to ship, how they put their food in their drop bags, what recommendations he would have about the, the um, about you know what to carry and what not to carry. So, so that's just the logistics part of it. Who mm -hmm. well, we're so yeah, dinner right here. Okay, go ahead. Who were some of the other guest speakers? Oh, okay. So some of the other guest speakers, we had and a number of, uh, like Aaron Burmeister, always has been one of our guest speakers, just simply because Aaron has a very good understanding of what rookies need to know. So he talks about some of the locations on the trail that they're going to need to think about for experts. For and it's about taking a moment and asking yourself certain questions about how how can I um, best manage my team at this location at this time in order to get them across safe and sound. So so uh, Aaron does a great job of that. We also had uh, a, a panel discussion with the uh, Barrington twins, um, you, you know Anna and Christy. Also, Ali Circle was a part of that. Wade Mars, I believe there were a number of other mushers, including Jeff Dieter, that was involved in that. And of course, our um, our IOSC um, uh, representative on our board of directors, Andy Angsman. So we had a pretty big crowd. Uh, Wade Mars was in there. These are all mushers who are who are seasoned. But also, uh, some of them are, are, are top ten contenders, and, uh, and and that's always an important thing. We also had a live uh, a live update from Thomas Werner, uh, who won last year's race from Norway. So we zoomed him in so he could have a conversation with these rookies as well. What do you think was the best message given to rookies at the meeting? I think the best message that I heard was the message that resonated with almost every one of the mushers who talked, and that was run your own race. Don't get caught up in the competition, but be attuned and aware of your team, how they're performing, how you can help them perform better, and, and, and how you can run your race so you can finish. You know, the biggest part of this race is, is not if you're in the top 10 or the top 20. It's about finishing, period. More people have climbed Mount Everest than have run this race. So when you have a finisher's bucket, it's a really good deal. Earlier you mentioned the route has changed. Can you tell us why the route changed? Yes, I can. I can, I can, I can tell you in one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six letters, COVID, <laughs> C-O-V-I-D, or five letters, COVID. So COVID, um, co 
COVID-19 has been um, has been a large part of our our energy and our efforts this year in the race. We did not want to destabilize or be an impact uh, or, or, or be any kind or have any kind of an impact on any of the, the uh, communities that we go through. So you'll, you'll notice that this year we're not going through Shagalook, but we're not going through Takatna, we're not going through Shagalook, we're not going through, um, through, um, uh, through any of the, uh, any of the Yukon uh, checkpoints. And that includes Anvik, Grayling, uh, Calstag, or Caltag, I can't remember. Anyway, um, all the way up the trail. So, so none of these communities will be affected by the uh, by this year's race, or, or by us, because we will not be going into any of these locations. If you look at right now, for instance, if you just look at what's happening. In Caltag, Newlandley, Shaktulik, and Koya, Elam White Mountains, and, and, and even no, all of these communities, one or two people um, is in contact with coronavirus, and and they become a spreader. That can that can have a huge effect on an entire community. Do you think? So, um, go ahead. You can finish. Oh, no, that's okay. Go ahead. Do you think this change will affect the rookies in any way? I think, I think the rookies are, are, uh, are all prepared to be flexible. It's what you do when, when, you're, in, when you're in this culture called, um, you know, mushing. It's, it's, it's all about how you respond to what's in front of you. And it's really... You know, you can plan, you can plan a lot, but once you start engaging in the trail, you start realizing very quickly that all those plans are now, um, they're, they're not on your dashboard, but, but being here in the moment is on your dashboard. And you have to, you have to respond accordingly. So I don't think it's going to have that much of a negative effect. It may have a positive effect on many of these mushrooms. And that's what we're hoping. What is something you think everyone that is working on qualifying for the Iditarod should know? Know their dogs. Should know their dogs really well. They should be have they should have invested the time and energy and the resources in their dogs to know them well. There are a number of our rookies that are running their very own teams. They're not running a uh, a puppy team for another veteran or something like that. So they know their dogs. They've raised them. And this is important for us. We're finding more and more of our mushers who are coming into the fold, to the fold of the Iditarod, are coming from an environment where they have raised their own teams. So, so knowing their dogs is definitely the priority. We have a new segment on the show we are starting today with you. We are still working on a title. What we are going to do is give you a major event from history, history the number one song of the year, and the Iditarod champion. You have to guess the year all of these events happened. Make sense? Yeah, but I don't know how well I'll do. Oh, you that's okay, because I'm the first one. 
The major event was the Challenger Exploded. The number one song was That's What Friends Are For. That's yeah, did Whitney I... Houston, right? Is that Whitney Houston? Dionne Warwick. Oh, Dionne Warwick. Whitney Houston covered it for Dionne. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, did her a champion? Yeah, so that was, in, that was, I believe, in uh, 1980. Oh, gosh. What year was that? Hold on a second. I know this. It was in 19... The, the Iditarod champion was Susan but Butcher. Yeah. Okay. So, so let me see. The Challenger. So I'm thinking about this, and I'm and I'm wondering to myself. This challenger happened um, today. <laughs> yeah. So, so let me see. Um, it was in the mid '80s, I think. It was like '85 or '86. Eighty-six. Dang. Okay. Thank you so much for talking today with us, Chad. Can I can I get a second? Can I get a try again? No. No <laughs> <laughs> kidding. Okay, no, no way. But I want to thank both of you, ladies, for for this interview. It's been very. Um, it's it's created a lot of awareness on on my part about you guys, and I want you to know that uh, what you have. In terms of uh, in terms of an educator, is you actually have a uh, Iditarod teacher on the trail, is working with you on this. So I think that you know everything that that our teachers on the trail embody are all about embracing the moment. They have to be. They really do have to be very very um, attuned to being flexible. And they have to know a lot about how to pivot. And so um, here's, here's a shout-out to, <laughs> to, uh, to Ms. Montgomery. She does a great job. Special thanks to our guest, Chaz St. George, for being on our show this week. If you enjoyed this episode, please stop by iTunes and leave us a review. It helps with our ratings. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear from on the show, Email us, get us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear from you or leave a review, we'll read it on the show. We would also like to give credit to Hobo Jim for our theme song, the Iditarod Trail Song. And now enjoy a clip from the number one song of the 1986, That's What Friends Are For. Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can Sure. That's what friends